This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been need to know in 2022 and beyond. I am Michael Govier. He is Phil Goyet. You can find him on Twitter at Phil of Sports. P-H-I-L of Sports. Michael Govier. M-J Govier on Twitter. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R. We're going to finish up the AL East prospects that we didn't get to last week. If you missed last week's show, we talked about a couple of teams, including the Red Sox and the Rays and the Blue Jays. Is that correct? Maybe the Orioles. I think we talked about the Orioles. Oh, a bit. yeah. Shit. You're right. My bad. Uh, that's what we'll talk about today. Utah, give me two. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter, Plausible Podcast. Uh, Phil, how you feeling today, and what do you think will happen? Will there be a regular season on time? Are we going to see a delayed regular season now uh, as of February 15th, 2022? Yeah, I would think there's going to be some some amount of delay. I think, I think they know they can uh, have about a month of spring training get the season started, so... Uh, they're cutting it close as of this next week, probably. Uh, and it doesn't sound like they're there yet. So, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Somebody was writing that the two sides don't seem to be mega far off. Like there's not like a, a huge ask from the from the players at the moment. So, I can't remember who wrote this, but they were thinking that it w- a deal would get done just kind of based on that because they really aren't talking seismic changes. Um, so maybe with more time to get there. Or maybe, it'll be like, maybe it'll be Memorial Day, and we have Opening Day and Memorial Day this year. 
Oh, come on. No way. Matthew Z's in the house. What up? Matthew wants to talk about Trey Sweeney, which we will talk about momentarily. But he also says, give me two. You want it? You got it, Matthew. Here it is. Just for you. Utah, give me two. Two for you, Matthew. Matthew, you were a newcomer to the show over the last six weeks. Really glad to have your input. Uh, your Baseball America, you're big on that. Was it Baseball America? Sometimes I miss up yeah. Baseball America and Baseball Prospectus. I don't know why I do that. But Baseball America is what he was big into because you guys both listen to the same podcast, right? Yes. Yeah, he, um, I think, listens to it more than I do. So he had uh, <laughs> some good info that I had missed. Two L's, two Z's, Jasper. Good to see you, my friend. You're always one of the originals. Hey, Jasper. What's up, dude? We love seeing you guys here in the chat. Thanks for being a part of the situation. Uh, Jasper, let us know how you feel about your Double Deuce Dynasty points draft going. Yeah. At this point, what are we, around 30-something? We are in a round. Um, <laughs> it's, I feel like it always happens with these solo drafts. I'm to the point now where the timer is only hitting me like while I'm asleep. And so my last, like... 10 picks or something have been just off the queue. So, like, I get up in the morning uh, yep. and I'm like, who did I even put on the list there to pick? So, it's yeah, for those of you that, yeah. Those of you that don't listen to the show regularly, Phil runs the Double Deuce Dynasty. He's got his own Discord. He does a lot of different Dynasty leagues within that where he runs the show. It's a very cool little world you got going on there, Phil. And I'm glad to be a part of it finally. So, thank you for allowing yeah. me to be a part of this draft. And we're at round 31, just for the record. Of 70. <laughs> dynasty man I, I have two dynasty three dynasty drafts going right now actually in terms of first year player drafts so i am i am knee deep in dynasty right now and it's exciting and i gotta say uh i'm really digging it uh, mistakes have been made here and there but you know a little rusty as the season hasn't kicked off yet and i feel good about where the team is going it's always important to remember what your league settings are though right phil because yeah it's not just a dynasty league you have to know the specifics of the scoring and be very aware so that you make the right moves. You don't want to take OBP heavy guys in a roto league necessary, for example. Yeah, or the, like this points league is totally different. You don't have to worry about like stolen bases as much. Exactly. Uh, but then you need to worry about some other stuff. So it's it's cool. What's a, what's your team name in the Double Deuce Dynasty? Uh, I think I'm the, the Green Dublin Sox. Green? The yeah, the Dublin, Dublin Green, Green Sox. Sox. Okay. Uh, just for a little sample, for those of you who are curious about his team, He's got Frank Schwindel on his roster. If you like Schwind Frank Schwindel, Schwindel, yes, dude, I love that. That's awesome. Well done. Uh, Bryson Stott is also on his roster. If you like Stott, yeah. hot Stott, hot Stott. Well, he's, he's my shortstop. Man, a roll. It's impressive. Uh, he's got he got a lot of White Sox with Eloy, Yon Mankata, Mike Trout, blah blah blah. So these are some of the hitters, and he drafted Lonnie White. Well done on that one yeah. too. That was a nice pickup. You like that one? I do. I I've know. learned a lot more about Lonnie White over the last week, and I wish I would have got him in another draft. I got sniped the other day. You probably know more about him than I do, but uh, I just knew he was a Penn State football commit, um, and I've seen yeah. him play a little bit. But outside of that, I don't know a ton, so um, I'm excited just to see what happens with him, really. I mean, I just knew that he was a – I was looking for players in round two or that may be first-round talents who maybe fell a bit or – for other reasons like that. And he was one of the names that were on several lists. Lonnie yeah. White. You guys are pounding the comments here, which you can always do in our live chat. Remember, it's the Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We get in, we get out, we get on with our lives. It's the AL East conclusion right now. Helmut in the house. Helmut Cormalis. Good to see you, Helmut. Yo, sup? 
Any Hayden Wesneski opinions? Another yeah. pop-up Yankee overhyped prospect, or is he any good, Phil? Man, I think I tweeted a video of him out earlier today, but um, I was goofing with some stats, and his stats were just actually pretty phenomenal from what I saw. So if you give me a moment, I'm on the fly, but I'll pull him up. Um, Has but yeah, no, I don't think he's an overhyped Yankees prospect. The, I guess the issue is where the Yankees you, you can never have enough pitching, but where are they going to put all these arms? Because they seem to have – they have him, they have uh, Waldachuk. Um, Randy Vasquez looks like the real deal. He might be the best out of all of them. So uh, David really? Garcia is still sitting around there. So uh, they've got a lot of pitching talent in the Yankees org. Oh, shit. Unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Phil. We got – this guy showed up, Clifton McClintock. This is a guy who works like a maniac. I contacted him initially through the Baseball Doesn't Exist YouTube page because I was commenting on a video and we started talking. <laughs> and he he had this whole backstory that <laughs> was so awesome about one Arizona Diamondback from long ago. Clifton, I am so glad you made it to the show here. I don't know if you even played Dynasty, Clifton, but thank you for coming by, subscribing to the YouTube channel. This is really cool. It's like connections and actions. I love it. I'm spacing out right now. But I'm okay, to do two back things to at once. So uh, yeah, bear that's with my me. bad. Uh, let's go back to Wesnet. Let's finish the Wesneski talk here. So I've never heard of Hayden Wesneski, but we are talking ALE, so it's good to learn another name that I need to be aware of. If I can find, here we go. Searching your own tweets. That's how we do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, all right. I found this clip of him working out um, in like his off season training, basically. Okay. Uh, it's on my Twitter. If you go on my Twitter, uh, it says he's taking souls with a 94 to 97 mile per hour sinker, as well as a slider cutter and change up. And like <laughs> the slider looks gross. It's like a Frisbee in this video. <laughs> so, but I, I looked him up because um, I made a stat. I've, I've been messing around with the stat for a couple years. I call it zone dominance. And the idea is it measures two things, throwing strikes and getting swinging strikes. So can you work in the zone? And then are you dominant by getting people to swing and miss? So uh -huh. how it works is you take the strike percentage, number of pitches that are strikes, um, and you take the swinging strike percentage, uh, and you adjust both relative to the, what the league average is and add them together. And if you're over three, it's elite. And uh, Wesneski was a three and a half last year. So the stuff looks very legitimate. I don't, think, I don't think he's overhyped. I think he's maybe under. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, great call here, Helmut. I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. And I hope Phil gave you a, a little taste of what you were hoping for there. That was on the fly, too. So well done, Phil. That's why you're the best in the business. <laughs> And the Diamondback that me and Clifton bonded over was Damian Miller. So going back to this comment, I don't know if you remember Damian Miller at all. Do you remember him? No, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. So he was a scab player, scab, from the 94 lockout, 94 strike. Okay. And uh, he, he won a World Series with the Diamondbacks. He also hit the first walk-off Grand Slam in Chase Field history for the Diamondbacks off of Oral Hershiser, who we actually okay. talked about last week for some reason. So that's funny that it came up again. And Clifton, he knows all about this because he's from the same hometown as Damian Miller, So, okay. which apparently is in Wisconsin. So that's what I learned. 
when I connected randomly through YouTube comments on a video that has like 300,000 views and is just filled with endless comments about baseball. It shows two things, Phil, that people are, if you do put out quality baseball content, people will find you and enjoy it. And that baseball still has a place in today's world. So, so I'm pulling up Damian Miller because uh, there, are a bro- there are brothers, uh, Owen Miller, and uh, now I'm drawing a blank on his brother's name, but Owen Miller's from Wisconsin. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians, Owen Miller? Yeah, yeah. Really? One of his interrelation. I guess Miller is probably the most Clifton. common name in Wisconsin after John. Yeah, right. <laughs> Clifton, you got to fill us in and find out, is Owen Miller, Damian Miller's son? Is he's a nephew? Is there a relation? Wisconsin makes me think it's clear as day. There's got to be some type of familiar relation. Although Miller's a very common name, as Phil said. But Owen Miller is from Mequon, Wisconsin. Oh, I like Mequon. Owen Miller, too. He was a part of the Clevenger trade, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, good one. Yeah, and his brother's a prospect, too. I just can't think of his name. I'm just blanking right now. Well, clearly runs in the family. That's fan Fantastic. Uh, Clifton says, not to his knowledge, no. Well, Clifton, you got something that you can research. I know you're busy as hell. You, he tells me he works like a maniac. Works, 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 works all the time. So when you find some downtime, Clifton, let us know if you find anything out. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, he also says, but I could be wrong. If Owen is from Mequon, probably a distant relation. Okay. Well, that's a start. This there is the go. Owen Miller Show, sponsored by rotofanatic.com. <laughs> Don't forget to go to rotofanatic.com. We got the Data Monster. We got a bunch of great stuff over there. We also got the YouTube where we're doing positional tier breakdown videos. They're about an hour long, very detailed analysis, position by position. Check it out when you get some time. Glad that Clifton got here, but I got to move forward now because other people are saying things like Helmut. Wesneski, zone dominant. Love it, man. Thank you to Phil. Yes, Phil. <laughs> Cheers to Phil. Oh, yeah. If you're not following Phil on Twitter, you're making a grave mistake. It's right here, Phil of Sports on Twitter. All right, so let's get into what we're supposed to be talking about, which is the ALE's prospects we didn't finish. So you want to start with the Yankees since we're already kind of talking about them? Yeah, we'll talk some more Yankees. So uh, my top three for the Yankees, um, number one shortstop, Anthony Volpe. Volpe? 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 I actually don't know how to say it now that I am have it in front of me. Uh, but he really broke out last year. Um, he was, I believe, he was a high school teammate of Jack Leiter's, um, and uh, there oh. was some some idea that part of the reason why the Yankees took him was because of that connection, because they took Leiter as well, and were trying to get him to sign or whatever before he went to college. But classic, um, I don't think that was the case, as we can see, because he went nuts last year. Uh, looks like a future shortstop with power and speed, upside, and a great plate approach. Uh, so maybe the Yankees found another one here. Um, so great season. Uh, I think he's kind of clearly their number one. Um, the system's pretty loaded in my mind. So Trace, somebody had a Tracy Sweeney question when we started. I do have Trey Sweeney as the number two um, prospect in that system because I think he can. He was really just drafted hit. last year, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, from I don't remember if he's Eastern Illinois or Northern, one of those weird Illinois schools small Illinois schools, but um, he can really hit. He's big and athletic. Uh, he can hit for power. He's got a good plate approach as well. Uh, I think somebody said, you know, will he be their third baseman in 2023? That's an interesting thought because they are kind of jammed at uh, shortstop. 
I suppose um, maybe not at the major league level, but coming up the system, they've got a lot of shortstop. And third base is like I looked it up. Roster Resource has Lemayhew being their third baseman primary this year. Uh, they do have Gio really? Urshula still, who is a very solid defensive third baseman. And then that's hmm. about it. I mean, they don't really have much outside of that. So I could definitely see Sweeney taking that job by 2023. That's a very good he is idea. He's from Eastern like Illinois, it. by the way. Eastern. Eastern Illinois. I don't know what they're called. That's also the same university that Tony Romo went to. Eastern it was, Illinois. yeah. Yeah, a lot of Chicago. And Sean Payton. That's cool. Yeah, Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A weird legacy at Eastern Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> also, another Eastern school, a directional Eastern school from Washington, Eastern Washington, is now home of the current Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup. Did you there think you it was go. a good game? Was it boring? I didn't. I didn't watch a minute of it, to be honest with you. I was happy for Stafford. <laughs> it didn't. The game didn't start till eleven o'clock my time. So, uh, I'm happy for Stafford, though. Gotta be yeah, happy congratulations, Mister Stafford. You get out of Detroit, and good things happen. Apparently, Detroit Lions will suck the life out of you. Trust us, we know. Uh, and do we cover? What about the deep cut here? Who's the deep play for the New York Yankees farm system that we should know about? Yeah, if you listened to the episode. Uh, with Christian Crespo. He was on the deep cut before we were on the deep cut. Shout. Shout. It's Anthony Garcia. So uh, watch some clips on YouTube of this kid. Uh, I, I, he, I, when I was doing like the barrel stuff uh, for hitters last year, I made some charting and uh, the <laughs> Garcia's <laughs> barrel rate was like estimated was like, it like broke the thing. They broke the numbers or whatever and, like, found a hole in it. His estimated barrel rate was, like, 60%, which makes no sense at all. But when you look at it plotted <laughs> along with the other barrel rates, it's like in outer space, basically. Uh, but he's wild. Yeah. He's he's a 6'5", 225, something like that, a switch hitter. He was a catching prospect originally. Uh, his power is literally off. He's a at least 80 raw power guy. Uh, a plus power. Um, and I think he can hit enough. He's athletic enough. He's a switch hitter. So you think he's got some amount of hit tool there. Uh, I think he's really is legitimate. Uh, I will see as he, as he works up against better pitching, if it holds up or not his approach, but uh, at the very least, he's a lot of ticket that you want to grab if he's out there in your league. And I would even say, even in a league that's shallower uh, number of prospects that you're rostering, sometimes you need to jump, at those really high ceiling type guys and then if they don't pan out you can churn them but it's some sometimes the only way to get your hands on a high ceiling guy so uh jasper said this earlier in reference to the double deuce dynasty points league that we are so gratefully a part of thanks to phil goyette so far i love it i made a few choices i might not have under less stressful times well jasper <laughs> sorry to hear about your stress hang in there buddy hang tight I will say okay, Schwind- well that, yeah. Schwindel's my first baseman in that, and I that was one where I got up in the morning and I saw, oh, I guess I took Schwindel. I, I didn't remember putting him at the top of my queue <laughs> at all, but he, he's yeah. there now. Yeah. He's got to ride well, the wave happen. Yep. Uh, you know, speaking of Dynasty, today I made a trade in the other Dynasty League I'm in. I'm curious yeah. what you think of this. So I it's an OBP-based Dynasty League. It's not points, though, but it's Roto OBP. And okay. I gave up. Max Muncy of the LA Dodgers, who has an elbow issue. And in return, I got CJ Crone and Kevin Smith of the Blue Jays. What do you think? 
I don't I don't hate it. I think Smith's going to do something this year, so I think he'll contribute. Uh, I think wasn't Crone on the witness stand today in the Tyler Skaggs? Uh, oh boy, trial? yeah, man. I didn't know he That's was a, on doing testimony. I only knew that Matt Harvey was up. Yeah, I or there I saw or there was some kind of some kind of uh, testimony from Crone about getting. Uh, I think it was Oxy from the from the coach. I don't know, man. It's a that's a mess. It's a nightmare, and I think it's also one of those types of things where the MLB will be like, "Well, this is a, you know, this is an issue specific to these three or four people." When in reality, it's a it's it's huge. It's a huge, which is what Harvey said today, really. So, what a joke that is. Yeah, absolutely. I was on a podcast last week called the Baseball Project. It's a newer venture. It's kind of talking more about mental health and the love of baseball with fantasy baseball and prospect stuff mixed in. Really good stuff. Two guys I like, Jared Perkins and one of the new guys on the scene, Matt Goodwin. Matthew Goodwin, really good guys. I like both of them a lot. Shout out to them. And we talked about this Tyler Skaggs case and how Matt Harvey was going to testify. And I tell you, it's prevalent. Like you said, this isn't some fluke thing. It's a fluke thing that someone died, but every day people die from opioid overdoses across this country, in the United States, because of fentanyl being in pills or even in sometimes extreme cases, cocaine, things like that. But they're mislabeled and you don't know what they are. And next thing you know, you're done. You think you're taking one thing, but you're taking a fentanyl dose that'll put you out for good. And I know from experience, I'm an opioid user. I was, I'm in recovery now. I, I live that life. So I know what I'm talking about. And I knew the risk every time I threw those pills down my gullet. I knew what I was doing. I bought them off the streets of Detroit. I knew that it was illegal. I knew I was doing wrong. And I didn't give a shit about that at that point. You know, I got to do what I got to do so I don't get sick. But I knew that it was a risk to take pills off the street. So I understand why we want to blame people. And it sucks that Tyler Skaggs died. Of course it sucks. But at the same time, when it comes to this type of stuff, I just, I don't know if you can really hold someone accountable for someone else's decision, even if it was an accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think when it's a systemic issue, like we've seen just some drips and drabs about it being, I don't know why it wouldn't be a systemic issue in MLB because it is in society generally. Right. Um, yep. So uh, when it's a systemic issue, it requires a systemic approach and solution. You can't look at it in narrow terms of individuals. And how they need to change their own, you know, everybody needs to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and get off the wacky pills. It's a systemic thing. It's a systemic thing. So it's absurd. I trust me. I, and it's I, sad. I spent... It's really it's sad. And you know, these guys, I'm sure they don't want to say anything about feeling like shit and their pitchers, and I'm sure their fucking shoulders kill them all the time, but they yeah. don't want to say it because then they're gonna get, you know, they're gonna get passed over, or they're down to triple A or whatever. So, you know, it's I it's a I feel their their pain. I think it's, it was a really tough situation, and unfortunately, and this one ended really tragically. But it's a yeah. time where they can say, "Look, the next one is not going to end this way if we do make some changes." I don't know if they will. That's so. a fair point. That's a great point. I think we're going to look back now at Matt Harvey's career and realize that he was addicted. He was an addict, and he had yeah. serious problems with drug use. You, know you know, people don't really talk about it anymore. What about you know Roy Halladay? Fucking oh, crashed hell his, yeah. Crashed his airplane, you know. He was Post high when he did he it. So much pain, you know, that he was on. He was high when he crashed that plane. I've know. read there's a great detailed story 
I think it was done on ESPN.com a couple years ago about Roy Holiday's his whole life and his final days, and he went back and forth trying to get off the stuff, and then he relapsed, and he was on it again, and when he crashed that plane in Florida, he, he was fucked up. Yep. So, anyways, so. Uh, yeah, you know, I somewhat of you know, I've spent most of my 30s on opioids, and it ruined my life, and I take it very personally, and so I have a lot to say about that stuff, and you see people like this now on stage talking about the real with Matt Harvey and CJ Crone, they're blowing dope and doing all kinds of stuff. You know that stuff exists. It's just kind of interesting when you see it is actually admitted to in a public mm-hmm. forum because base, you know, baseball is so secretive. All of these sports, yeah. they try to keep all this stuff under wraps, but baseball in particular, you know, nobody in the clubhouse, everything's low key. So when you get a little peek into the window of reality, what's going on, which we all assume is happening, it's fascinating to have it confirmed. Yep. And I'll leave it at that. All right, so let's uh, finish off with the Toronto Blue Jays then. We didn't cover the Blue Jays, right? That's the one team we no, wanted to do. No, I don't do. think we talked about the Blue Jays at all. Yeah, that's um, one of the most exciting, in my opinion. Even though you said last week that they're kind of gutted now. They're not as potent as they once were as a farm system. Yeah, and um, I looked over the pitching um, in the last couple of days, and I don't think the pitching is very strong like on the on the good note they do have Manoa who looks like he's going to be a great success for them so that makes that that can pave over a lot but past that I don't know that there's a ton coming up um so the big guy for Toronto Gabriel Moreno uh who you hear rumors about teams trying to trade for him uh in that short uh offseason meetings winter meetings that occurred this year so so other clubs are targeting Moreno uh, Toronto does have a lot of catching options, but I think Moreno is going to be one of them this year, uh, definitely by next year. Uh, he was a guy I actually didn't know anything about, and he popped up on like the first uh, estimated barrel list I made. So he was pretty under the radar at the time. He's now probably the consensus top prospect in their system. But it's interesting how if, you, if you're looking at stats, they can kind of point you to guys before you hear a lot about them, especially when they're like he was in full season ball or something. Um, and there wasn't a lot of info out on him. So uh, I won't, that makes me happy, obviously. Uh, so he's their number one. Uh, Arelvis is number two. He should be shortstop, third baseman. He can really hit, hit for a lot of power last year. So he's one to definitely get excited about for the uh, Blue Jays fans out there for the system. Um, and then uh, Jordan Groshans, number three. I still think he's a major league player for sure. There might be questions if he plays short or third. I think he can probably play both if needed. Mm. Um, but the bigger thing is whether he's going to hit for much power at the next level. So um, he still has time. He could mature some more pop. And even if he doesn't, he'll be a nice player for real life, even if he's not super great for fantasy <laughs> purposes. So, yeah. Real life. But, wonderful. <laughs> so, but I, you know, look, and, and things can change quickly for these guys. So um, maybe this is the year Groshans breaks out like everybody thought he might. So, Hmm. Now Christian says Moreno is an incredible player, great athlete, even playing some third base. Which this is the classic: if a guy's a catcher, like, oh, he could play any position. He's athletic, right? We've always hear that, so I'm not surprised to hear yeah. Christian say that. Um, it's just tough to pull out, off in the bigs, I think, because you're managing the staff and there's all the other oh, responsibilities yeah. that come with it. You know? Yeah, it's it's a bigger. That's such a great point. We always we talk about framing has become more popular over the last seven to 10 years. We talk more about that as something that we can use to figure out pitchers a little bit better and hitters too. 
But you're right. That's just the tip of the iceberg with catchers. They have such a responsibility. And we also hear the, the classic cliche about catchers make great managers. But that's the reason why, because they do manage so much when they are players. Yep. They call in the game. They also get hurt the most. It's the most physical <laughs> position. So they do. Take that's the why what Yadier Molina is doing is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's what Carlton Fisk is even more amazing. He played for like 22 years. Bananas, right? Yeah. That's bonkers, yeah. yeah. Uh, Phil Carr says, what up, Mike? Good to see you, Phil. Welcome to the show, my man. Follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports and follow me at MJ Govier. Anytime, anyplace, we're there for you. Get the chatter going on Twitter, guys. I know there's a lockout going on, and baseball is tantalizing us with a possible start date, but it seems like so far away at the same time. But don't let that ruin the fun. We got to maintain our joy and not let them rob us of that. We like baseball. We like dynasty. We like prospects. We love fantasy. We're not going to let them take it away, Phil. Uh, Groshans just has to stay healthy, Phil. That's what Christian says. Maybe, yeah. I don't uh, – let me pull the numbers up. I just – I think my gut take was that he hasn't shown a lot of power yet, which is just – especially for fantasy concerns me, but – um just in general as a, as a baseball player nowadays. Yeah. You know, his, he's, his ISO, uh, 2018 ISO was one, six, nine, 2019, one, four, five, 2021, one, five, eight. It's hard to be an impact prospect. If your isolated slugging is not over 200 usually. So, um, he makes yeah. a lot of contact. He gets on base a lot. So he might be a nice, well-rounded player. And I think he can play a few positions defensively. Um, I guess the power just needs to take a step. But he's also 22. Yeah. So. He also doesn't steal any bags either. So, you know, yeah. you look at uh, surface level stats, they don't look that tantalizing. I, I mean, I know he has more to offer than his surface stats, but man, that's, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I think the power is going to have to make a step, would be my, my take. You're absolutely right. That it, he needs that to be a relevant player in fantasy going forward. Uh, Phil yeah. Carl, not Phil Goyette, says, when's MLB going to get this done? Well, we covered this at the beginning of the show, and if you missed the beginning, as soon as the live version ends here in a couple of minutes, you can watch this on repeat again and again and again and again and again on our YouTube channel anytime you want. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Utah. Z's. Give me two. And we said that uh, we're hoping the deal gets done before the season starts, but we're both not optimistic about it right now. They, I mean, they could end it right now. They could end the lockout tomorrow. So. They could, yeah. And they could start spring training while they still negotiate. That's technically true. Yep, sure could. Seems they could even play games. games. I don't know. I think the players yeah. would play games. Uh, I'm expecting the season will, at this date, the season will start on time. Spring training's totally screwed for sure. But the season could still start on time as of February 15th. But I will change that the further we get into a, an endless debate we want minor leaguers to not be paid it's just ah, screw you guys you guys aren't cool man all right lastly who is the deep play here who is the person in the toronto blue jay system that we should know about who a lot of people don't uh i put eric pardino uh on the list he's a dominican right-hander uh, he had Tommy John last year, so uh, he was shut down for a while due to the elbow and then wound up having Tommy John surgery. So he's not going to pitch in 2022. So this is a very deep sleeper in a very deep dynasty format where you're looking to stash people. Um, the So the Blue Jays actually left him unprotected for the Rule 5, but nobody grabbed him because nobody wanted to park him while he's recovering. So I think he'll be back with the in the Blue Jays system. He's a very talented pitcher. 
fastball was up to 97 and he's just a little guy. Uh, he has a very um, well-balanced sort of like a Japanese style. If you can picture that in your mind of um, pitching uh, wind up and delivery. So, you know, how uh, Japanese pitchers tend to be very, yeah. And very balanced over their center as they come down the, the hill. So, uh, so with that, Pardino can get great velocity on the fastball, even though he's just a little dude. So, uh, keep your eye on him. Oh. I would, he'd be a guy maybe you want to stash in a very deep dynasty like our startup or something. Take him near the end. I don't think people will have him on their radar at all. He's a very promising prospect, um, and he's a Brazilian pitching prospect, which is cool too. Hell yeah. I love that. Brazilian. We need more Brazilians in baseball. I feel like there's uh, not enough representation for Brazil. Yeah. They're all playing football. Football, yeah. Hey, you guys, if you don't know Phil, Phil is big into football. He loves uh, Premier League and all that stuff. So if you're into that, that's a great reason to follow him on Twitter at Phil of Sports. It's not my thing, but I do respect it. It's just I'm not like a hardcore soccer dude, but I love playing soccer the game itself. I've played it for many, many years. I haven't played in five years, but I used to play adult soccer, indoor, outdoor. It's a lot of fun. It's a great game. Yeah, absolutely. Most popular game in the world. Jasper says stash artist right here. Oh, that's cool. Being a stash artist. That's a great term. I feel like that should be a thing. I'm a stash yeah. artist, especially in Dynasty. Uh, real quickly before we leave, Helmet wants to know, Samad Taylor, Toronto sleeper? Samad Taylor. You might, you might have, have stumped you. Oh, I have to come ah! back with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Samad Taylor. Uh, maybe you could fill us in, Helmut. Who is Samad Taylor and why should we know who he is? Because we'll do a little. that's why we do the show. We all want to learn from each Twitter. other. Even though Phil is Phil knows his stuff. But let me search my own Twitter. Oh wait. Well, look, blah, blah, blah. here's a tweet from oh. myself, July 8th, 2021. Samad Taylor, power slash speed intrigue. I wrote. <laughs> Ooh. Uh so Samad Taylor. You do. Uh, yeah, look at this at by in mid July, I had his estimated barrel rate at 13.7%, which is actually exciting. Anything double digits is good. 13% you're talking plus power. So yeah. Um, yeah. Check him out. I good. Very deep cut there by helmet. I would say. Well done. Helmut. That's fantastic. Samad Taylor, another Toronto sleeper to know. And Christian says he's more of a real life player and Christian knows what he's talking about. So make sure you follow Christian on Twitter as well. Go find him, Christian Crespo, and his Triple Play Network with Marty Tallman, who popped in on the chat earlier. You can find them on the Triple Play Fantasy Sports YouTube channel. Really good stuff. Christian is a wise fellow. All right, that's it for the show. We're already over time. We want to thank you guys for popping in, saying hello, giving us questions, dropping your dimes in here. We love it. We thank you. Phil Goyette, Michael Govier, follow us on Twitter. Connect with us. Keep the conversation going. Dynasty yeah. is in full effect. There's no baseball right now, but we're all drafting. We're all mm-hmm. making trades, right? I, I, I feel it. I, I feel like I want to get full bore into it. I just want the game to come back to us so we can be totally secure that it'll be ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Show us your teams. I like seeing teams. I know people complain about Ooh. that, but I'm the opposite. I like seeing how your drafts are going because it gives me ideas. <laughs> you know, Phil, that is a great call. Actually, I think that's what we'll do next week. We're going to highlight our team of the week. If you guys send us your team rosters, you want to show off, or you you, you want to think, hey, what do these guys think? Do they suck? Are my players awful? Do you like my roster? 
screenshot it and send it to us. You can uh, hit up Philip Sports or MJ Govier, tweet it at us or DM us, and uh, we'll highlight it for next week's show. And each week after that, we'll do the uh, team of the week that we will all get to analyze all the way to the nitty gritty. And if you can handle it, we'd love to have you. Yeah, check it. We'll check Sound it out. Good? Hell yeah, sounds great. All right, we're out of here. Jasper, see you, fellas. Godspeed to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll catch you next Tuesday right here, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, he's Phil Goyette. I'm Michael Govier. Tweet at us. Plausible Podcast 2 L's 2 Z's. Utah, give me two. Bye-bye. The power of prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.